Hello, everybody. This is the Common Sense American. And this week, Joe Biden continues to flub his way through various public appearances. The city of Chicago has announced that it is in a catastrophic economic meltdown, and Nancy Pelosi's hair is obviously more important than yours, and she can wear a face mask whenever she darn well pleases. But aside from that, uh, I really want to talk about something specific, and I haven't mentioned it before, I really haven't talked about it before, uh, because I've I tried to figure out what the problem is. The Make America Great Again slogan, which of course uh, was Donald Trump's campaign slogan and continues to be uh, a, a very controversial slogan as the years have gone on. And I, I, I've never really quite understood why. I, 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 but I've actually taken the time to speak to a few people who I know are leftists and who I know are Democrats and try and figure out what their problem is with that. Um, and I've come to a few conclusions. But before I get to that, so let me just start off lightly here. Uh, I think I, a lot of people know that uh, I am a fan of the golden age of Hollywood. I tend not to watch a lot of newer movies. If they are, they uh, invariably tend to be international movies. I don't mind subtitles. And, you know, sadly, there are a lot of overseas uh, cinema that are just putting us to shame right now. And I also because I can't watch anything out of Hollywood today because it's either insulting and pandering and lecturing and just politically charged and with one particular agenda or it's brainless and stupid. There doesn't seem to be much else available. Um, and it's also dark and gritty and violent and nasty and disgusting and I'm tired of the whole thing. Which is why I'm tending to gravitate more and more toward uh, a time when the industry embraced optimism and cheer and patriotism and all the things that we should be embracing once again. Which is also why um, you know a lot of my go-tos are people like, I, I love Marilyn Monroe and Doris Day and, and uh, Cary Grant and many of the greats. Um, and just as a quick side note, uh, being a a uh, fan of, of Marilyn Monroe, I, I've actually acquired a, a pretty rare piece of memorabilia of hers in recent years that um, more of an investment at the time, uh, and it's certainly gaining in value, but I, I love it so much that I don't know if I'll ever be able to part with it. Um, and I'm not going to bore anybody with the details because not everybody is on board with this, but uh, if for some reason you have any particular love or affinity for Marilyn and her life and works, shoot me a message on Twitter and I'll tell you what I have. Um, but I would also like to recommend, just for those of you who are interested, um, if the farther back you go, the less likely uh, people are to recognize people. But uh, I would recommend looking into some of the movies of Irene Dunn. She's a, she was a fantastic uh, character. She, um, she did a lot of comedy. She did a lot of romance. Uh, she was a singer, an opera singer, actually. Um, she was rejected at the Met and became a, an actress. And she had a, a fantastic career. Um, and I would recommend checking some of her stuff out. She did a lot of stuff in the 30s, mostly. She was very big, and it went into the 40s, obviously. But um, look at uh, some of the comedy she did with Cary Grant are, are excellent. Um, uh, they're just a lot of fun. They, because they're earlier, the movies are not as sophisticated as they got you know, a little later. They don't have some of the substance and depth that they had a little later. But again, a lot of fun. And she is just um, a, a joy on the screen. Uh, I would also recommend um, Together Again. Uh, it was a good movie that she did with uh, Charles Boyer, who she also teamed with in a movie called Love Affair. A lot of people know An Affair to Remember with Cary Grant and Deborah Kerr. What they don't know, what a lot of people don't know, is that was a remake of a movie with Irene Dunn and Charles Boyer called Love Affair, which was made in the 30s. Um, and actually was very, very good. 
Um, I, obviously, again, an affair to remember, something that was a little more sophisticated uh, because it was later and Cary Grant's incomparable. Uh, but uh, again, I, Irene Dunn is just a lot of fun and I would recommend her to those who are uh, not turned off by black and white and maybe want something a little lighter and um, just a little different. And speaking of which, going back in time, uh, this brings me to the subject at hand, which is Make America Great Again. And when I first heard it, you know, I always said to myself, what about this is going to incite insanity on the left? What are they going to hate? Because I know they're going to hate it. And they did. And they have. Uh, what I didn't expect was just how much animosity it has inspired. It's one thing to disagree with a slogan. It's one thing to say, well, I don't agree with that. I don't like it. It's quite another thing to say that it, it's A, racist, B, uh, promotes confrontation and conflict, and C, is the opposite of progress. And I have heard all of these things from uh, leftists and Democrats, and I've spoken to a few of them, both in real life and uh, on the internet. And as suspected, uh, it seems that the problem they have with it is the word again. And I, I figured that would be the case. But in speaking to them more, it's, it became clear to me that that really is the sticking point here. Because Make America Great Again implies several things. It implies that uh, in the short term, what the Obama administration wrought on this country is something we don't like, don't want it, it was a mess. Uh, and to say that, of course, is racist and of course is wrong because all leftists have to be right about everything. And if you say anything against Obama, you're just a racist. You're not bringing up any valid points. Doesn't matter what you say. Doesn't matter what statistics you provide. Anything. Doesn't matter. You're just a racist. Uh, so in the short term, it implies that that administration was bad, that the direction that the country has been taking in the past decade or so is bad. So uh, they don't like that. It also implies uh, the long run, the, the bigger picture that uh, decades ago, and speaking of the golden age of Hollywood, we're talking you know, 40s and 50s, uh, that that was you know, what we want to go back to, the implication that things were better then, that we have, uh, that Democrats have only ruined everything since basically the 60s, um, and that pisses them off even more. And you know, they'll point to the great strides in the civil rights movement, um, great strides, for example, in medicine and uh, technology and all of that, uh, which I fully acknowledge. And I admit that we've certainly made strides in certain areas that it'd be ridiculous to say otherwise. However, the most important elements of society, I believe, we have only declined. And that is why it's Make America Great Again. Because the idea that we're only better off in all ways than we were when this country was firing on all cylinders, which it absolutely was, post, especially post-World War II, to imply that that's all bad, to say that we're, everything is better now, everything, is dead flat wrong. Take a look around in what way is everything better? In, in my view, uh, I, I've often said I've, I felt like I've been born 50 years too late. Um, that I, I don't understand a lot of what's happening now. I don't get it. I feel like I'm living in a parallel universe. Black is white, up is down, hot is cold. I don't understand it. I don't get it and I don't like it. 
uh, I feel that logic and common sense. I, you know what? I did it again. I just did it. I use the words I feel. I've made this point before. I did that because everybody else is doing it and I hate it. When I was in high school and college, it was always I think. Everybody began their sentences with I think. And I'm sorry, I know I've made this point before, but and it's it's small and maybe it doesn't mean anything, but to me it means something. When you begin the sentence with I think, yes, for a lot of people it was a sentence filler, just like I feel is. But I think is a tangible connection to the brain. You're thinking, I think this, I think that. I feel is all about emotion. All about what you feel has nothing to do with the brain. has nothing to do with intellectual capacity. And that is what is ruining this country right now. Because everything, especially on the left, is being fueled by emotion and emotion only. I hate it when people start sentences with I feel. Anyway, strike one for me. Uh, I think, let me, let me rephrase here. Um, I think, actually no, I know that there are so many reasons to take a look at the course of American history through the 20th century, especially since World War II, and take a look at the directions that, in everything now, everything, all aspects, not just one or two categories, and come up and, and with, with a breakdown of what has improved and what has absolutely not. Yes, technology has gotten better. My beef with technology is complicated. Um, you know, I know... Uh, look, I, I, I work from home. I need the internet to, to survive. It's, it's, um, it, it's, it, it allows me to work remotely. It allows me to even travel and, and still work. Uh, and it's a wonderful thing for me. And I get that it can be a great thing for a lot of people. Uh, I have questions as to whether or not it has made the world a better place. Uh, people have questioned, they've been questioning that since television. Hell, they've been questioning that since radio. Now, in my view, uh, enhanced communication is not inherently a bad thing. It really can't be. All we're talking about is just enhanced communication. But what it has brought to the forefront are the failings of humanity and uh, has cast in uh, really depressing relief the darkness of humanity, which everyone seems to want to embrace. Again, they do it all the time in movies and books and all the forms of entertainment. I don't know why. I don't know why our obsession with darkness and greediness and nastiness and vulgarity, why it has reached this pitch. Well, one reason is because we're all 45-year-old adolescents because Democrats have taken control in recent decades and have made, you know, immaturity has exploded. Nobody has grown up. And it, yes, it is entirely because of leftist policy and the breakdown of the nuclear family and the breakdown of certain values that spurred this country forward. Now, you can say that, yes, uh, we needed to make a lot of strides in the civil rights department and in the technology department back in the 50s. Yes, you can make that claim. And it's accurate. Okay? I know it is. And here's the other thing that's accurate. We have made those strides, great strides, and in the form and in the, in the realm of, of civil rights, we have taken those strides and then some to the point where every white male now feels discriminated against and rightly so. And I will continue to make that point until it starts gaining more momentum because a lot of people are saying it, but they feel afraid to say it. Why do they feel afraid to say it? Because they're being discriminated against. This isn't a race issue. Make America great again. I understand what you're saying. You're saying, oh, okay, you want to go back to that and, oh, well, when everybody was white 
and everybody who, you know, all everyone who occupied positions of power was white. Well, the vast majority of this country was still white. Yeah, that's what was happening. So it stands to reason that the vast majority of people in power, especially considering that to get in power requires some time, and, even, and the farther back in American history you go, the more white it is, well, basically it's all, that's just percentages. Yes, I understand racism was a thing. I, I get it. But the percentages part cannot be ignored. And the homogeneous element, it was more homogeneous certainly then than it is. Now, I have made this argument many times in the past. I don't understand what's wrong with it. If you take a look at, I don't know, certain Scandinavian countries perhaps, not so much Sweden now, but Norway and Finland, I mean, you travel there, they're pretty much very homogeneous, 95% of them white and grew up there and lived there. Uh, same thing with many Asian countries. Um, is If you walk into a random village in China, is that just a racist village because there's only Chinese people there? Is that bad in some way? If I go into a small town in Portugal, is it bad that they're all Spanish and Portuguese? Why is this a problem? Not every single place on earth has to have an equal amount of everybody on the planet. It doesn't even make any sense. And it also impedes on the uh, specific um, uniqueness of each race and ethnicity and creed. That's what's so great about diversity, that everybody is so different. But if you continue to lump everybody together and say everybody has to be equal in every possible way, and nobody is, what they're saying is, everybody's the same, but everybody's different. It's completely hypocritical. Hypocritical. It makes no sense. And that's the way it was before. We when, And in a homogeneous society that also has uh, certain views of the country that tend to meld together. It was very united. Uh, much of the country was Christian or Catholic. Uh, people going to church was still a thing. It was still, God was still seen as uh, a, a value uh, and a, a rightfully embraced value. Uh, the family also was seen as something important and something to be strived for and protected. Um, goodness and decency and, and all of that was, was took precedence over vulgarity and nastiness in what you were shown. Uh, yes, there was censoring. There was censorship uh, in Hollywood. And what a lot of people actually don't know is that right around the time Hollywood was starting to get a little more edgy, and by edgy, their standards of edgy, not our standards of edgy, which are beyond disgusting. We crossed the line decades ago. Their definitions of edgy, like oh, I don't know, an open lip kiss or an, a shot going off. You never see blood or anything or any gore, but just the fact that a gun was fired at somebody else was enough to arouse uh, a censor's uh, attention. And because Hollywood did not want government involved, the government was threatening to get involved and saying, look, you know what, if you don't take a hand up in this, we're gonna. And Hollywood implemented their own sense and said, no, we can do a better job than you. We'll take care of it. And then, you know, they did. Um, but in the Make America Great Again, that is the, those are the values that were apparent in every walk of life in that period of time. Ask, when I talked to my grandparents about it before they passed away, um, and, and uh, other elderly people that I would come in contact with, friends of my grandparents, they all would say the same thing, is that everybody was happy and cheerful and united. Yes, there were things that weren't made public because... Nobody really wanted to hear about it. And scandals were hushed up and things like that. I actually don't see anything wrong with that. Why would you put it in front of her and say, look, see this? Nobody wants to see that. That Yes, it's part of life. Yes, it's part of humanity. 
We don't need to see it, especially not in entertainment where we're trying to escape from it. Leave me alone. And the unification was very um, enriching. It was very empowering. It brought everybody together. Uh, there was no division at all uh, on World War II. It was, we gotta, we got to stop this. This is like 98% approval. Yes, it was a terrible thing. Yes, war is always a terrible thing. We lost a great many boys and, and, and men and, and women. Uh, and it was a great, great sacrifice. And in for, we wish it had never happened, but it had to happen. And they took great pride in going over there and defending it. And they weren't spitting on soldiers when they came back in stark comparison to when Vietnam soldiers came back. And the leftists were already starting to run amok and already starting to become as hateful and divisive as they are, well, not as much as they are today, but close. And that's the unification that I think we've lost, that, that the values that we've lost, the family values, the religious values, the unification among communities and families. They're, Democrats are pushing for that. They say that that's what they want, but it's not really. What they really want is endless confrontation. It's it's obvious in every move that they make. It's clear that pushing the Black Lives Matter, defending Antifa, all they're really doing is pushing anarchy. They're pushing chaos. And they have been pushing the degradation of society, the regression of civilized society for decades. It's why people slump around in pajamas in Walmart now. You want to say to me that people who walked around in dresses and suits how is that worse? How is this progress now that we dress like everybody dresses like bum and it's loser culture now? That's what I call it, loser culture. And we, it's like we're striving to be losers. We're striving to do less and try less. Then they were striving to be more. They took pride in their appearance. It has nothing to do with elitism to want to look your best. That's to, to say otherwise means you're just lazy. That's all it is. It's nothing more than that. To dress up when you go out in public and present the world with a happy, cheerful, successful face and to just say, look, this is me. I'm proud of me. I'm, I'm proud of my accomplishments and I'm working hard to better myself every single day, just like you should. There's a snappiness to it. There's a quickness to everything that they did. Look how quickly they moved. Look how well conditioned they were. Yeah, they smoked too much and drank too much. I'm well aware of that. We all are. And many of them led short lives because of it. And we've learned a lot. I understand that. That's a good thing. Those are That's progress. And at the same time, despite all that, look what they managed to do. You tell me that that's bad. You tell me that the destruction of the nuclear family has done good things for this country? With the divorce rate through the roof, orphaned kids everywhere growing up to be criminals and having kids at the age of 16 themselves? That's not working. None of it's working. It's not working. If it were working, we wouldn't have sky-high welfare numbers. We wouldn't have people rioting and looting in the streets. We wouldn't have the, our education ranks tumbling down the, the global ranks for oh, years. You wouldn't even want to guess where we rank on that scale. You don't want to guess. You don't want to see on the productivity scale where we're starting to fall. People aren't working. They don't want to work. We have a generation of people coming up who think they can work 27 hours a week and paid 100 grand a year and go on six weeks of paid vacation. Not to mention endless free medical insurance and every other form of coverage on the planet. This isn't working. Socialism won't work. Giving people more for nothing won't work. Saying get out there and try your damnedest to make this country a better place was the right message to send, and it worked. 
regardless of race, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of uh, any views on anything. That was the message that was being sent, and it was the right message to send. Right now, it's the wrong message. It's the message to keep being a slug and a sloth, and not care about anything that you produce, not care about how you look and feel, not care about the country and which direction it's going, and your reaction to it, if you don't like it, is to burn things down. This is, this, this, nothing is better. Make America great again is only insulting to you if you have no concept of what it used to mean, what this country used to stand for, what this country once reveled in. And that is a unification which you and your ilk can never begin to understand. Ever. Put the race aside for a second and just see how people interact with each other. See how the country flourished. Make America Great Again is about re-embracing the values that we've lost that did make this country great. Not simply about turning back, the turning back the clock and erasing all the other progress we've made. It's not about erasing the civil rights movement. It's not about making white people supreme. It's not about saying, oh, we haven't done anything better in the past 50 years. That is not what it says. It's embracing that which we have lost and that which we desperately need to reclaim if we have any chance of climbing back up the global ladder. And I know that a lot of people out there want to think that America has not fallen off that ladder, that we're still the greatest country on earth. Uh, I, I will only say that we still have the potential to be the greatest country on earth. I can't agree that we are. Not now. Not right now. Not the. We have cities burning. We have portions of this country that look like third world countries. We have people in other parts of the world living in very clean, very, uh, very, very shockingly low crime cities that are looking at us right now just in disbelief that we have, that we're crumbling like this. Our infrastructure is crumbling. Take a look around. I mean, you look at some of the roads and the buildings that are in some, yes, they're, they're newer cities, so it stands to reason that they might be a little cleaner and a little, and a little prettier and a little better kept in, in other parts of the world. But the fact is we're not maintaining them. It's, it's awful. It's awful. I come back here sometimes from traveling and I go, what? you got to be kidding me. This is, this is it? This is supposed to be the greatest country on earth? This, this is ridiculous. Our roads are a joke. Our infrastructure is a joke. Our education is a joke. Our entertainment is a joke. Uh, if you really look, unfortunately, you have to admit to yourself how far the country has fallen. And yes, I am putting the blame squarely at the feet of leftists who have pushed their agenda for so many decades that is just spiraled out of control to the point where now we have gone from people like Cary Grant and Doris Day to I, people who I'm not even sure are human. Animals, I guess who look like animals, act like animals, who don't appear to have any brain capacity at all, who appear to have no morals, no ethics, none of it, and they're being rewarded for it. And they're pushing it on everybody here. And so is the media. And so are Democrat leaders. And so is all of entertainment. It, that is the, we've sh completely shifted the message. We've completely reversed it. And it's wrong. And it's causing a mass regression the key is to embrace that the, the good things that we have done, the civil rights movement, certain forms of technology, uh, things like that that we have done that are better, that are getting better. And the key is to also remember that not everything is better. And in so many ways, the critical foundations of this country, 
have crumbled and that we need to rebuild them and go back to certain things that were working, that were not causing any problems, and that were only causing the country to flourish and other countries to flourish. That's what Make America Great Again is. Now, if I could explain this to people with brains on the left, I would. Unfortunately, I'm having extreme difficulty coming across anybody with a functioning brain on the left at this point. Emotion has overridden everything in their in, in their head, and they they just scream and foam at the mouth, and it's animals. Animals. This is this is what we've got now. Thank you, leftists. Really. Anyway, uh, that's it for me. Uh, I hope you have a good week. Um, uh, remember to vote in the upcoming November election. A whole lot hinges on that. Uh, if you like what you hear, again, I, I only do this once a week. I don't ever run any ads. I get no help from social media because, of course, I don't have a liberal message to send, so they don't like me. Uh, feel free to, you know, share with your friends and family. I just do a, a, this one show, and uh, I don't do any uh, explicit content either, so you don't have to worry about that. You know, kids could listen. The grandparents could listen. I, I, and I really don't try not to offend anybody. I'm just trying to speak some common sense. Um, and, uh, again, that's it for me. Uh, Thank you for listening. I always appreciate it. And I'll see you again next week. Thank you.